millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to They Talk, a good game, your favorite footy podcast, probably. My name is Harvey, as ever joined by Lockie. Hello. And today we're talking all things Cronulla Sharks. Bite, bite, bite. Bite, bite, bite. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. Get out of the water. Yeah, what, what, a, what a team this year. Um, they've yep. been a team with potential for the last couple of years, but they really, um, you know, elevated themselves, moved up the rankings, up the ladder. New head coach, new halfback. Yeah. Seemed to be the, the core changes in the side. And good changes, I think, if on reflection. For, if it weren't for the rise of the Cowboys, we'd be talking about the Sharks as the most, you know, improved team of the year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Incredible rise. It's just the fact that they weren't as shit last year. Yeah. That, that doesn't earn them that spot because it's, it was monumental. New coach, um, some excellent signings. Uh, yeah, in in Nico Hines, in Dalfinucan, getting some of that Melbourne... IQ yeah. up to up to Cronulla, and Nico Hines I think has, you know, not not a, he's exceeded expectations as an individual massively. Oh. Dalian bloody player of the year. That's it, right? Yeah, it's I mean. gone from off the bench, fill in fullback for Melbourne to Dalian half like player and halfback of the year. Yeah, an unbelievable rise for him, and it seems that you know he obviously has that self belief, and it's taken a long time for him to be able to showcase the talent that he has. Yeah. But it feels like that sort of slower journey and progression through the right system has been the perfect pathway for him. And I'm almost certain that if he had just been thrown into first grade as a teenager or at 20 years old and played yeah. a couple of seasons, he wouldn't have had the development that he's had. Absolutely. It's, um, the, it's the opposite of you know some of those young players who – you know, without even playing a game of first grade, getting compared to all the greats. Whereas, like, Nico never had any of that. Obviously, no one yeah. knew who he was until he arrived at Melbourne and came on to fill in for Pappenhausen in the game. You know, yeah. no one knew who he was. So, uh, yeah, I think that sort of anonymity and sort of, you know, really just having to work behind the scenes. It's been a tougher, a real tough journey. And credit to him for even making, you know, sticking with rugby league long 100%, enough yeah. to make it to first grade because he's even talked about the fact that there were there was a time where he was, you know, up in Mackay playing Queensland Cup after getting dropped from Manly's junior system yeah. thinking that his NRL dream was over or he thought, I hate, like, you know, I'm homesick. Maybe I should just come home, give up this whole rugby league thing. And he was told by his family to stick with it and ends up Sunshine Coast, ends up being the feeder team for Melbourne ends up as the backup fullback for Melbourne. Quite incredible. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story, and I still don't think we've seen the best of him, which yeah. is the, the exciting thing because yeah. he's got so much more growth um, and, and potential to, to live up to and or to reach, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, a weird thing where, despite being the current Dalian player of the year, still feels a little bit underrated. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Know, especially when yeah. it comes to representative. Total, uh, I mean, to yeah. not make his origin debut this, this year, I think he was 18th man a couple of times. He didn't. Yeah. No. Oh, did he? No. no. Um, was, yeah, I mean, he sort of 
punished by that versatility in some sense, although you'd think that would get him. I think him and Whiten are those mm. that were sort of battling out for covering that outside back spine role. But I'd have him above Whiten at the moment. Absolutely. Um, you know, Whiten had the runs on the board in years gone by, but I think Hines thoroughly deserves his shot. He is just an unbelievable playmaker, an unbelievable leader. Um, he's done done exceptional things there at Cronulla. Um, yeah. But I think you touched on it, Fanukin and Cam McInnes coming in as well totally. have been two real, you know, strong bolsters in that forward pack. It's crazy. Given- McInnes has gone from, you know, used to be a starting hooker, talked about as one of the better hookers in the game, and now he's a off-the-bench second rower sort of. Really. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he plays, plays that, that position. Row, plays lock. Um, and I think they missed Wade Graham a lot through injuries this mm. year. Um, and so to have those two experienced oh. sort of forwards coming in, uh, with massive, his, yeah, a huge sort of um, bonus for them, yeah, and yeah, to the point where Wade Graham didn't have an obvious spot in the side when he was back and fit. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the side is full of great stories this year. I mean, you've got Talakai moving into the centers, and I think you know, we'll, we'll I'll never forget his first <laughs> half against Manly when nah. you know he was tearing the, the competition up, and then. Uh, uh, that that day down at Sharp Park in the first half, he ran for over 200 meters. Yeah, um, I think he scored a hat trick and set up two others, and it like just unstoppable. And uh, yeah, he thoroughly, you know, it, I think it reflects well on the club. It reflects well on Fitzgibbon, who's, mm. who's come in first year head coach, waited for that right opportunity, having been an assistant for a long time. And yeah. again, he's another young coach that's gone through the right pathway and has made that step up and mm. can now build a real strong team for the years to come. You know, I think he's, yeah, earned a lot of goodwill and good faith with the Cronulla fan base. Mm. And Absolutely. it's exciting. And they're an exciting club to watch as well. They play an attractive style of footy. Yeah, um, one of the most solid, solid first seasons from a, from a rookie head coach I've seen ever, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, he's one of those guys that immediately you go... You know, even if Cronulla have a bad year next year, I, I think that Fitzgibbon is already showing signs that he's going to be the sort of coach that will be around in 20 years. Yeah. You know, and have one of those Tim Sheens, Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, Trent Robinson type careers where, you know, there you know, because throughout all of these dynasties, there are years where the Roosters have done horribly. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, but never once would, was Trent Robinson's job under nah. threat because it's that sort of, it's just that energy as a head coach that... That, that, I think there's a there's a yeah. lot a coach can do off the club, like off the pitch around the club, like that takes the pressure off the team's performances, mm. right? So if the team's performances aren't going well, I think a, a lot of new coaches come in. If the side struggles, that's a reflection of their performance. Mm. Whereas the the coaches that seem to have it all sorted out, they're putting just as much focus off the pitch into club culture, the pathways, you know, everything that. We don't. We're not privy to because we're just the casual fan that watches them on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but that gives them a lot of um, influence and and um, va- the value they provide to the club is more than just getting the players playing their best footy. Even though that's sort of their primary focus, it all feeds into yeah. that. And he seems to understand that role massively. And that that's what enables those great coaches to ride the waves of the, the poor form. And when the injury strikes to your star player or yeah, the crisis happens at the club, you yeah. weather the storm mm. and all that hard work that you're doing behind the scenes is that that's when that, you know, really shines. And it, he's a talented 
player. Well, he was a talented player. He's a talented coach, and he, yeah. he's got all the makings of, of yeah being one of the greats. And again, if, if it wasn't for the Cowboys and, and Todd Payton, he'd yeah. be coach of the year. Yeah, um, you know they were just out outshone just a little bit, um, but on the whole, and it. An astounding year for, for the Sharks and one not many people would have saw coming. I think even the most optimistic Sharks fans would have, you know, been praying for a, for a top eight, top four finish was sort of yeah. overly optimistic. Seemed too good to be true. To say. Absolutely. Well, that's what we thought. Yeah. Let's hear what the fans thought right after this. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, and just as we were touching on, uh, most people did think that they overachieved this year. They eighty-seven uh, percent of people thought that they were above expectations. Twelve um, percent thought that they met expectations this year with that second place finish. Mm. Um, and just one one percent thought they were below expectations. <laughs> who, who just thought they'd win the premiership, or the minor <laughs> yeah. premiership at least. Um, we'll come, yeah. So so disappointing that one percent of the the, the, uh, the fans, um, which is sad to see. Sad to see. Um, but player of the year, could you mm. hazard a guess? I mean, there's so many good options at the Sharks, but is there is there a standout? I'd probably say the guy that we spent the first five minutes of this podcast <laughs> only talking about. I'm going to go with. That's right. Uh, I was I was going for a joke. I was trying to name, I was trying to name any other player, and I couldn't do it. And that just that just actually proves proves the uh, the deservedness for Nico Hines. Nico Hines, yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, he, he got ninety three percent actually, ninety three percent of the votes. Wow. Um, there, there was actually only one other player that that got a any few vote. votes. Um, Ronaldo Militalo. It was not it, this 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 is the most unexpected. I want to fan voted player. Um, uh, no wait. Not Talakai. No. No. Uh, no. Matty Moylan. No. No. Uh, no, don't tell no, me. I'm not even Blake sure this player. Rayleigh. No. Th- I don't think this player was in the top um, their 13 for, for most of the year. Um, uh, certain- tell me. Aiden Tolman. Aiden Tolman. <laughs> I mean, they just clearly the, the the fan base took a liking to him, um, but he got the remaining seven percent of the votes. So obviously, everybody was voting for for Nico Hines. I think he would have been in. <laughs> With a hundred percent of the Aiden votes Tolman. and would have deserved a hundred percent of the votes, but yeah. there were some Aiden Tolman fanboys who wanted to get him recognised. That is so funny, um, and he's come in seven percent. So there yeah, you go. I think out of all the the votes for the player of the year at each club, that is the most surprising. That is surprising. Seven percent um, to Aiden Tolman. But looking ahead for twenty twenty three. 
They reckon, well, ninety-seven percent reckon they'll make the eight again. Three percent think they'll miss out. Yep. Um, fifty-four percent think they'll be in that top four. That's mm. oh, fifty percent think they'll be in the top four again. Wow. Uh, yeah, that is huge. That's huge. Forty-three uh, percent reckon they'll be fifth to eighth, and yeah, three percent missing the eight entirely. Mm. Where would you put them? I know. I if you if you're listening to these back to back, you will have just heard me put the Cowboys fourth. Well, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm putting the Sharks fourth. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're very much on par with each other, aren't they? The progression that they've shown. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say sixth. Mm, okay, okay. I'm gonna say sixth just right. because I think. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I think they're going to have a, a better year. Choice. Um, <laughs> why am I putting them sixth? Um, don't know. Don't well, know I, I, put, I put I put Parramatta in fifth, fifth, and so that's playing into it. You're thinking about this too much. I'm thinking about it too much. I'm putting everyone um, fourth. <laughs> they came second this year. They were bloody good. A bloody good team's not changing. I think I I guess I just think other sides will improve around them, and the, mm. that sort of argument that we put with the Cowboys that have they peaked? Like, ha, is is this just as good a year as they can have? But I mm. I, I even think they've got room for growth. I'm changing I think it. So. I reckon they'll. I'll go fourth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sixth never felt right. No. There'll be a top four side again. That feels there wrong. Um, nice. But I, I think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Wait and see what happens, I suppose. And until next time, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>